This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast. Since 2011, Internet Essentials from Comcast has connected millions of people from low-income homes to the Internet. Comcast is continuing to provide 60 days of free Internet to new Internet Essentials customers. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who specialize in issues such as isolation, depression, stress, anxiety, and more. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment when you need professional help. Get help at your own time and your own pace. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Visit BetterHelp.com Latino to learn more and get 10% off your first month. From NPR and Futuro Media, it's Latino USA. I'm Maria Hinojosa. Today, a moment of levity. A brief dispatch from the fields of a small family-run farm in South Texas. Now, this is a moment in which a lot of questions have come up around how our broader food supply chains have been challenged, like dairy farmers dumping unused milk or meatpacking plants closing. People might not want to take a trip to the grocery store, and when they do, some shelves might be empty. But one side effect is that some people are adapting by turning to small local farms to get boxes of fresh produce. Farms like the one that belongs to C.B. Hernandez's family. Luego, este es perejil. Este es de aquí. Coliflor? Broccoli? Broccoli. Broccoli. Yeah. It's because my mom knows them when they're little. I know them once they get get a good size. I'm like, okay, that's what it is. Ever since her childhood, this farm has been a family affair for Sivia, her siblings, and her parents. Uh, So they do separate work. Uh, My mom's more like the little seats. Like, seat by seat. (laughs) Her family came to the United States from El Salvador roughly 18 years ago. Her father came first and got TPS, which is Temporary Protected Status. Sylvia and her siblings came later. They are all under the DACA program. Their dad didn't know if they would be able to pursue higher education here, so he turned to farming, thinking that it would be a good place for his children to work. He didn't know if uh, we were going to have the opportunity to actually be able to make a career here in the United States. Today, for Sivia, the farm has turned from a chore into a career path. And in these times, it's also her happy place. Here's Sivia. Since COVID-19 happened, I've definitely had a lot more time in my hands to spend at the farm. In the mornings, it's very, very quiet. You really can't hear much but the sound of nature. It's very peaceful. When I was little, we would wake up around 6, my parents sometimes 5 in the morning. I did not appreciate that early wake-up call that I had every Saturday. Um, (laughs) I actually, uh, when I was little, my mentality was completely different than what it is now. (laughs) Let me just tell you that. So my name is Sylvia Hernandez. I'm actually 26 years old, and uh, we live in Texas. Our family owns a very small farm 
uh, in uh, Edinburgh called Nature's Heartland. And we've been in business here in the Rio Grande Valley for over 15 years, actually. We have over 100 plants planted right now of um, squash. We have a lot of corn planted and melons. The whole front of our garden is actually for our chickens. Currently, we have about 300 chickens, maybe a little bit less uh, due to um, animals getting in and eating them. But other than that, we definitely have a lot of our chickens that eat a lot of our vegetables. There's like a lot of birds out there and there's like, I think like it's like a family of birds or something that every single morning um, they come and as my dad turns on the pump, they start taking baths <laughs> in the water. My family came here to the United States from uh, El Salvador in Central America. We grew almost all of our vegetables and uh, fruits at our backyard. So that's kind of like a way that we kind of grew. And moving here to the United States, it was uh, a little bit different since uh, you don't really find that much of that here. Uh, at least back in uh, 2003, you really didn't find local farms selling uh, uh, produce or farmer's market. We started attending a Mennonite church, um, and this church actually loaned us a piece of land right next to the church, and we didn't have to pay anything or anything like that, which was a great support for us, since we didn't really do a lot of money at that time. I just graduated last year with my bachelor's in entrepreneurship and innovation. That has actually been such a great help, <laughs> uh, has been such a useful degree in the, these uh, past few months that we had with COVID-19. <laughs> All my entrepreneurship skills have come in handy. <laughs> like, how can our little family farm survive through these difficult times? I had to think a lot about that. The web has definitely been a, a great resource that now has, is keeping us afloat as it is. We go live on Facebook sometimes, and, we, and those actually I do them personally. They're very unstructured and just, you know, whatever I'm going to eat that day, I just like turn on the camera and like just cook it in front of the of our audience. Hi everyone, welcome back. And today we're actually gonna be doing some baked cauliflower. Put it upside down and cut the florets. They are quite large, as you could see, they just come up right off real quick. It's really fun and it's a great way to interact with uh, with our customers now that they're stuck at home and uh, they see us and they're like, oh my God, like, yes. Even though we're still small, we have not disappeared. <laughs> We're still providing for our community, which is my dad's main goal. Going to the farm in the mornings have definitely helped me stabilize myself more in 
in telling myself that everything is going to be okay or sometimes I go and lay down on like in the middle of the carrots or whatever it's growing like since we have the little pathways I just like lay down there and I'm like okay I need to have a little bit like on one-on-one with myself and just not worry about anything and it just brings a sense of a sense of peace that it's gonna, it's gonna be okay and that I'm gonna make it to the next day. <laughs> that was 26-year-old Sylvia Hernandez in Edinburgh, Texas. This episode was produced by Valeria Fernandez and Karen Coates and edited by Sofia Palisaka. It was produced with support from IWMF, the International Women's Media Foundation. The Latino USA team includes Miguel Macias, Luis Treyes, Antonia Cerejido, Janice Yamoca, Ginny Montalvo, Alisa Escarce, and Alejandra Salazar, with help from Raúl Pérez. Our engineers are Stephanie LeBeau and Julia Caruso. Additional engineering this week by Leah Shaw. Our director of programming and operations is Natalia Fidelholt. Our digital editor is Amanda Alcantara. Our New York Women's Foundation Ignite Fellow is Julia Rocha. Our theme music was composed by Zenia Rubinos. If you like the music you heard on this episode, stop by latinousa.org and check out our weekly Spotify playlist. I'm your host and executive producer, Maria Hinojosa. Join us again on our next episode. And in the meantime, look for us on all of your social media. Also, stay safe. Ciao. Latino USA is made possible in part by the Ford Foundation, working with visionaries on the front lines of social change worldwide. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. And... Funding for Latino USA's coverage of a culture of health is made possible in part by a grant from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. The news has been hard to escape. So take a deep breath and join us for NPR's All Songs Considered. It's more than a music discovery podcast. It's relief with new episodes every Tuesday and Friday as we share the week's best new albums and lots of music to calm the nerves. Hear All Songs Considered wherever you get podcasts. I'm Maria Hinojosa. Next time on Latino USA, the East L.A. Walkouts. We bring you a story of student activism from 1968 when thousands of students walked out of their high school and helped spark the Chicano movement. We were being treated differently. It was wrong. That's next time on Latino USA.